What's up, everybody? Before we dive into today's episode, I have a quick thing I want to share with you. I think I mentioned it later in this episode, but I have started working with the Keto Road True Nutrition Coaching as a one-on-one holistic ketogenic nutrition coach. I can work with you to help put together your macros, how you should be eating, work with you on mindset, action planning. The program includes coaching calls, daily check-ins, and exclusive access. So if this is something you're interested in, go check it out at theketoroad.com. And now, on to the show. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gourmet, and I am excited to have you with us for yet another Dude's Amazing Story. And let's let's not dilly-dally. With us tonight, we have my friend, Aaron Georges. Aaron, how are you doing? Doing good, doing good. Well, I'm excited to get you going, man. So let's just jump right to it. Tell us, dude, what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum? Well, pretty much every other guest you've had on here, um, I have been overweight pretty much my entire life. And it's something I've battled since, you know, before I can really remember. Um, I've unfortunately had a bad relationship with food. And, you know, over the past, I'd say, I don't even know how long I've been kind of trying to figure it out. And I finally kind of had some success and couldn't be more excited about it. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. You want me to go back to the very beginning? Yeah, Um, let's let's go back to where it started from then, man. If it started, you know, you you, you were talking about it being something you always remember being there. Like, take us back to when you were younger and and where where you think a lot of things came from. Yeah. So I think initially, you know, first off from my dad's side, you know, I I inherited some genetics for sure that I'm sure played a role. Um, My dad has been overweight pretty much his entire life too. You know, it's something he's really struggled with for a long time. And I remember as a kid, they, you know, they joined Weight Watchers and things like that. And, you know, always kind of around that kind of thing. My mom used to buy these health shakes, you know, back in the day. She'd try to get us, you know, anytime that I was showing signs of gaining weight, I think she tried to encourage me to, you know, eat healthier things. But, you know, of course, being a a picky little kid, you know, I, I would only eat the things I like. And it just, it set a bad trend from there. And uh, I've always been into sports and everything, so my weight always kind of went up and down and up and down, you know, until probably, I'd say, around fifth grade or so. Uh, That was kind of a tumultuous time for our family. Um, My mom actually got cancer on her kidney. She had this bowling ball-sized tumor on her kidney. And, you know, being being in fourth and fifth grade, you know, her trying to explain it, you know, I, I didn't really know what the heck was going on, you know, and it kind of just was a was kind of the spark to a chain of events that really, I guess you could say, traumatized me a little bit as a child. And basically, that whole, I'd say from fifth grade through seventh grade was a pretty dark time for me. Um, I always had a really good memory, but those are the years that kind of are faded. You know what I mean? It's kind of kind of crazy how the brain works and it, it, it tries to protect you and everything. Um, but yeah, so 
not only did she get cancer and, you know, she was out of the house for quite a while, you know, in the hospital. And, um, my dad was doing the best that he could also. And honestly, right before she got cancer, she actually quit her job. She was working on a, on the transplant unit. She was a social worker working with little kids and it was eating her alive, you know, seeing the getting connected with these families and then the child passing away. So she kind of had to to pivot. So right before she got her cancer, she actually left her job. And then my dad at the exact same time was laid off at his job. So both my parents were out of work. My mom gets cancer. And then, you know, being a kid, I don't know all of the story, but you know, they, they went through a rough time and, and divorce came up. So not only did all of the, you know, all these horrible things happen, but divorce was like the thing that really kind of just locked it in. So it was just a rough time for our family, you know, and, and I think that's really when I, I started showing significant weight gain and it's just crazy how that works. You know, trauma can, can really do some bad things to you. And, uh, so my middle school years, I really started, you know, packing it on. And that's when I started becoming really self-conscious and sports. You know, I was always into sports. I loved sports. My entire family, like my, my, all my cousins, I have a ton of cousins on one side and they're all just physical specimens. You know what I mean? But I was kind of the short, chunky kid, you know, but I could still, you know, hold my own. But once my weight started getting out of control, it, it kind of took that away from me which is one of the biggest regrets in my life. You know, it's, it's pretty sad, but nowadays I try not to reflect on that. I just look at the positive, but yeah. So once I stopped playing sports, you can obviously assume, you know, the weight just kept building and building and uh, it's just, it is what it is. And middle school kids are probably the meanest kids you can, you can come across, you know, that's when, that's when the bullying really ramps up and, Man, you know, I just got made fun of all the time for having bigger boobs than all the girls in the school, you know, like, I mean, it was, it was just a rough time. And, uh, it took me a long time to kind of get past all of that and really start to care about myself and realize what, you know, everything is in my control and, and to stop being a victim of what's going on. And you know what I mean? I never really blamed myself, but I never really loved myself either because of all of that. You know what I mean? It, it, it was, it was rough, man. And well, well it's funny because I, I've, I've talked about this before on this show that like my, when I started this show, like my immediate thought was, every guest I had on was going to have similar experiences to what I went through uh, when I was younger in terms of like dealing with my weight and bullying and all of those things. And like the first probably 10 guests I had on were like star athletes who were the big guy and the most popular kid and never dealt with anything. And I mean, they dealt with a lot of, you know, other things, but not the, not the patterns that I was like holding near and dear to me. And when I asked you to send like notes on your story and I sat there and I looked at like, like it, it, the, here, and this is the part that almost like freaks me out a little bit, man. Like mother going through cancer, parents divorcing. And you, you talked about what it was like when you, when you had to move, you know, your family, you had to move into you yeah. know, someone else's house. And literally those are like all the things I went through at the same age. Like 
Wow. Yeah. One after another. Yeah. Like when you talked about, you know, not having space and like the way your room was defined and all of that. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I was kind of like off in the corner of my uncle's room and. Wow. Yeah. You know, and then that's crazy. Yeah. And dealing with the bullying and like all of that. I was just like, okay. Yeah. Like this is. Aaron is the guest that I thought I was going to have on the first time I started the show, you know, the first person I had on the show, like, it's just yeah. wild to look at, you know, some of those, yeah. some of those parallels, like, are there, so I relate a lot when you talk about that idea of, you know, especially, like, I, I think one of the things you brought up was, like, you were, you know, almost had to, like, take care of feeding yourself at times, so, like, what are you going to pick for food, like? Yeah, a, a so, kid, a, you a know. with a relationship that's already kind of screwed up about, around food is then kind of given given that free reign. hundred percent, hundred percent, you know, and it, I, it, I can't, I, I can't blame my parents. You know what I mean? They were going through a lot at the same time and they were just doing the best they could. And it took me a long time to kind of talk to them about it too. And kind of, you know, just rehash what went on back, back in those years and kind of get a, get another perspective other than my own, because, you know, I'm, it wasn't something that we always talked about because it was just, it's something, it's things that we don't like to talk about. You know what I mean? It's easier to avoid those kind of things. But at the same time, I think that's a big, a big part of the problem. You know, I think it's important to recognize the trauma, recognize the reasons for where you are and, you know, what happened so that you can kind of fix those things, you know? And, that's kind of where I'm at these days. I'm kind of going through my past and just kind of rehashing everything and figuring out who I am almost. I know that sounds crazy. I'm 36 years old and I'm still kind of trying to figure out who the hell I am. You know, it's nuts. But, and just for the listeners, you know, like what, what Gormy was saying, um, when, after my parents got divorced, you know, I, I went with my mom and we moved in with a family friend and you know it was a two bedroom condo my sister got the second bedroom and they basically had to get creative and they turned the dining room into my bedroom which my door was a curtain and my wall was like a the back of a piano and i had a mattress on the floor you know i mean it sounds awful but you know it's the best that we could do at the time you know times were rough and you know, we, we all got through it together and I still love my parents to death. You know, they, they still have a pretty good relationship overall. Like I, I can't complain, you know, some, some children are divorced, you know, they go through a lot more than that. So, um, I'm pretty blessed to have a, a pretty good family, you know, and they're all very supportive and it is what it is. Um, I'm just glad I kind of broke through, you know, and it, it took me a long time, but here I am, you know, a hundred and hundred and something pounds down. I, I keep losing track because I kind of been going up and down a little bit, but you know, it is what it is. And, and we're, we're, we're going to get into that, but I, I don't want to move away from where, where life kind of took you with your weight. Uh, you know, speaking of rehashing your, your past. So you, you know, you had it, you're, you're dealing with all these situations and you're heading into high school. Like what was high school like for you? Um, high school, high school started off kind of similar, you know, I mean, luckily my close friends, I really did have a great group of close friends, you know, I'm still really tight with pretty much the ones that were there since early elementary school, you know, and 
they kind of helped me through that, you know, socially because of my weight, I was a lot more reserved. Um, as far as meeting new people and putting myself out there, but with my, my close friends, you know, I mean, they would, they wouldn't tell you that, you know, because I'm always the life of the party. And, you know, I'd always try to be that guy who would, I mean, you know how it is. You, you have to figure out how to fit in, you know what I mean? Um, and that's kind of what I did throughout high school. I, I guess you could say, I just kind of coasted through high school. High school wasn't, wasn't too crazy. Um, everything in high school was, was decent. Um, I did sort of, I didn't even touch on this. I did have kind of another strange occurrence in high school. After my freshman year of high school, I went to a, I did this summer exchange program down in Brazil. And (laughs) this is kind of off the, off the subject a little bit, but I was held up at gunpoint with the family that I was staying at. Like these, these guys broke into this house that I was, you know, I was staying with a family and both of the parents were dentists and these guys literally just busted into the, into the house and had shotguns. And I mean, it was nuts. Um, but at the same time, I, you know, and it it always makes me wonder if that affected me at all. I always just looked at it as a good story to tell, um, that I survived through that, but I, you know, maybe Maybe that had something to do with it too. I, I'm not really sure. You know, I kind of, anytime I'm in a room, you know, or if I'm at a restaurant or something, I kind of have to have my back to the, to the door or not to the door, but I need to be able to see everything. So I feel like maybe that's, I, I don't know if that played into my weight at all, but just another kind of weird thing that happened along my journey. Um, but yeah, um, high school, you know, I, I dated here and there, not, not very often at all. You know, there was one girl that I dated back in high school, but it got to the point where, you know, she wasn't ready to be in a relationship. And that kind of, that got me to a point of, I started putting up all these walls, you know, I was like, man, I'm just not good enough, you know? So I always had this mental block of not being good enough and being in that situation, it, 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 forced, it didn't force me, but I took the wrong route where I would just block myself off and not even try because I didn't want to go through the pain of rejection. You know, I was just so used to rejection that I would do anything to avoid it. So, you know, I became the funny guy, you know, just like a lot of us, you know, it's like, well, if I can make people laugh, maybe they'll like me, you know, and then that kind of translated over into college, um, where once again, you know, I I met some amazing friends in college, like probably the best friends of my life. I'm in this great group, but in order to be a part of that group, or at least for me, I, I, you know, I'm not sure why they accepted me, but my way of getting in was being the, the fat, funny guy who could drink beer. You know what I mean? Like I was the, I was the showboat, you know, like, Oh, let me, you know, anybody want to chug race? Like that was me. You know, I, I, I've got video and that's really when I, I started to blow up a lot in college too. You know, I really started packing it on because, you know, the drinking show can't stop, you know, every party, it was like, all right, who's going to challenge me now? You know, because I wanted the attention because I wasn't getting it in a healthier way. It was just, I had to do what I could to get it however I could. And that was my, that was my choice. And it's a bad choice, but 
you know, I had fun, <laughs> but you know, it, it wasn't necessarily healthy. And where was so, your, where was your weight at? Like when you were heading out of college, like where, where, where man, you, you were at size weight? You no. Know, or had you not put on a scale? Like, honestly, I didn't even care. You know, it's not that I, I guess it's not that I didn't care, but it was something that I just avoided. I, I honestly, that's, I, it, it got so bad, Gormy. Like there were times where I knew it was out of control, it, but instead of facing it, like even when I saw my, my reflection, like I got so used to it at a point where like, you know, when you're walking into a store and you see your reflection in the window, in the, in the glass of the door. I, I got to a habit where I would just look at the ground. You know what I mean? Just anything to avoid the reality of my situation. And I really recognized my weight getting out of control when, you know, I'd have to walk across campus to get to class, you know? And looking at it now, it's like, man, that's nothing. Like I could easily walk to all these classes like and enjoy my walk. But back then it was like, I'm taking the bus. Because I don't want to, first off, my my shins and my calves would just be on fire by the time I get to class. Secondly, I'd be so sweaty and disgusting that, you know, then that, that, that raised the anxiety and like, oh, everybody's looking at me. I'm sweating so hard. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's crazy how it all, you know, when I look back, it's, it's, there are so many signs and I just chose to ignore them. And it's, it's unfortunate. You know, I wish I could go back and smack myself in the head. Like, let's go. You know, you're, you're, you're capable, but that wasn't the case for me at the time. And and something I think that you, you, you've brought up like, to, like almost like there's these two facets to this, this time of your life that I, I think is something that's common for, especially a lot of people that fall into that, you know, funny attention seeking big guy role. Like you have that mm -hmm. part of you that is drawing the focus to yourself by doing some of those outrageous things. But then there's also that other part of you that doesn't want people looking at you, you know, and is worried about what yeah. people are thinking when they look at you and like yeah. having, you know, I think it makes sense that it's almost like you, it's like you give up trying to reconcile all of those different pieces yeah. and examine it. Because if you actually lay it out on a table, you look at like, you know, this, you know, I'm taking a, a bus to class. So no one sees me be this sweaty mess. But then if it's party right. time, I want, you know, I'm going to challenge people to a yeah. tug contest or I want those eyes on me. And because it's like craving that human connection, but there's clearly something there about figuring it out, like not having that skill to figure it out, like not having that learned, learned that piece that comes naturally to some people and to some of us, you know, I relate a lot to this, like, it's not something that comes to us naturally. So you seek it where you can get it. But for sure, in the end, like, but at the same time, you don't a, really want it. Either. Right. Yeah. And it's not a healthy behavior yeah. and you know, it's not, and you know, it's a spectacle and you know, but then it's like in a, in the, in a similar way, it's, it's like the, you know, the parallel to the relationship with food. Like, you know, you know, that food is not doing good things to your body as you see your, your reflection change, you know, like as your size grows, but we still chase what food gives to us in those moments. We still chase the feelings and the, the satisfaction and all of that. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a crazy cycle and it's, it's, you know, I never really thought about it the way you just mentioned. It's like, you know, I always avoided myself, but I would still seek attention, 
you know, it's kind of crazy because it's like I didn't want the eyes on me, but I did. So I, you know, I don't really know what's there, but that's uh, that's something to definitely think about, you know. Yeah, and I don't think it's a question that there's a direct answer to, like where that comes yeah. from, like what part of. And I do think, like, one of the things that I've thought a lot about, like, even like for my own self and from the, you know, the the, the many stories of people that I've I've heard is like I think there's different developmental stages that we go through as people specifically as men that we go through. And it's almost like for some of us being as large as we were, as young as we were, we kind of ate ourselves out of some of those stages and those places that some people just fall through naturally. So it's almost like when you're an adult trying to find yourself and define who you are and define what it means to be a man and define what it means to be a person, you have to do all that work that you miss. For sure. And so and unfortunately, I, you know, okay. even, oh no, no, even after college, you know, it's like the story didn't end there, you know, it's, that's not even my peak, you know, and that's, what's crazy. It's like, to me, so I've, I have, I feel like I have multiple motivators, right? So one of my biggest motivators is my dad, first off. So my dad, he like I said, he, he's battled weight his entire life. Like, you know, I could show you pictures of my dad, you know, he's, he's been up and down and it got to a point where, you know, he, he ended up, he has type two diabetes and it got so bad that he's lost, you know, feeling in his hands and his feet. And it, you know, it got to a point where he decided to get gastric bypass and I was in full support of it. But at the same time, I was in a, a dark place myself, so I was never really there for him when, you know, I, I, I look back and I wish I was in the, the mindset that I have now. You know, I wish I could have been there for him to kind of help be that support system for him because he unfortunately gained it all back. I mean, he lost a ton of weight. And that was when I was kind of in college and just still ripping it up and like not caring and just having a good time and just just eating my, you know, I'd get drunk on the weekends and then I just eat whatever I want all week long. And my friends would go to the gym and I just never joined them because I was too self-conscious and, you know, all these things. And, but looking back, it's like, you know, everything is really hard for my dad and I don't want that. And I want to not only change for myself, but change to be that support system for him because it's not too late. It's not, you know what I mean? He's still, he's still doing his thing and he's struggling with his weight and everything is really hard for him now. So I'm just trying to encourage him and just be that, be that, uh, that support system for him, you know, however I can. Um, but that, so that's one motivator. Another motivator was it's time. I mean, when you think about it, you know, we're only on this earth for a certain amount of time. And I think this one really resonated with me most. And it's like, I know that I'm capable of so much more. Unfortunately, it took me this long to figure that out, but I'm glad that I jumped on it when I did, because had I continued down the path, who knows, you know, I'd be dealing with a lot. Luckily, I never really faced any, you know, medical, uh, issues. You know, I never really had anything. I'm sure I was pre-diabetic. I, I did actually have my gallbladder removed. I, I'm sure that had something to do with, you know, how I was eating as a, at a young age. I remember 
waking up. I think this, this was in high school. I was probably maybe a sophomore or something. And I woke up with, I mean, it felt like a knife in my stomach, you know, and I remember not knowing what was going on. I thought it was just really bad heartburn or something and had to go to the hospital because anything I ate or drank was just, I mean, it felt like a, a knife twisting, you know? So they took me to the hospital. They couldn't figure out what was going on. I was in the hospital for an entire week, just waiting to find out what was happening. And long behold, you know, I, I had, I had gallstones blocking, you know, and it was, it was in the, my, I guess the gall duct or the, the duct that goes to the pancreas. And basically they had to go in and remove those gallstones first. And then they, a week later, they, they took the gallbladder out. And the reason they were struggling to figure out what it was is because they're not used to seeing, you know, people that young with gallbladder issues. At least that's what I was told. And, you know, that's just something to look back on. It's like, man, like that's another sign that I just didn't really care about. You know, it's crazy. It's just, it's crazy. Now that I'm older and I can see, I see all the signs that I ignored, you know, it's like all the warning signs were there, but I just chose not to see them. So let, let's talk, let's talk a little bit more about this motivator. You know, you say it's, it, it was time. Like what brought you to that point? Like, was that getting to your heaviest? Like what, what got you, what got you uh, to the place that you realized it was time? So, okay. So after college, I basically, you know, at, by the time I was done with college, I just had such low self-confidence that even though I was, you know, I was, I did pretty well. I went to school for computer graphics. You know, I was actually focused on 3d animation. Um, and I was doing pretty well. I actually had a a professor that was having me work on side projects with them. And it's just crazy to me, you know, my self-confidence was so low at the time that I just felt like my work wasn't good enough. So I settled and settled and you know, thinking that my portfolio wasn't ready, I joined up with my cousins at a family job down in um, Atlanta, Georgia, with a construction supply company, thinking, oh, well, I'll just take a few years and just work on my site, you know, work on my graphic work so I can build my re- or build my portfolio and then apply somewhere, you know, that I want. But my self-confidence was so low that I never got to that point. And I just got stuck. And that kind of started a chain of regret that that's really when I started to look back and like, man, like, why, why didn't you just try? And then with that conversation, I was like, there's a lot of things I should fix. Like, what am I, what am I, I'm just wasting my time. Like, I mean, not, not that I didn't love working with my cousins, you know, me and my cousins, we have a really tight relationship. There's there's probably five of us that were born around the same time, all boys. So we kind of grew up like brothers, you know, and it was, it was awesome working with them, but it wasn't what I was supposed to do. So that sense of regret was just always lingering over me. And that got me really depressed. And, you know, that whole thing, I was there for five years and that's when the, uh, the housing market crashed and they actually had to lay me off. And I took that opportunity the the one window of you know i actually had that that moment of self confidence where 
I took a job opportunity in the graphic design industry and I said, you know what, if I don't do it now, if I don't try it now, I'm never going to do it. And I'm never going to forgive myself if I don't try. So I took a job that brought me down to Florida and I worked at this social media startup down here in Florida and it was going fairly well. You know, I mean, they paid me trash because it's, you know, it's a startup, but they had a lot of promises like, oh, if we get this thing going, everybody, you know, you're never going to have to work again, you know, and I was so gullible at the time that ended up blowing up in my face. But during that time, you know, I was, I was depressed and, you know, things were really stagnant and I, I wasn't moving up like I thought I would and money was a struggle. And, you know, when you're, when you're low on money, it's, it's easier to buy crappy food. At least that's how I saw it. You know what I mean? Things are cheap. You know, fast food is really cheap. Taco Bell is really cheap. Um, so that's kind of what became the norm for me. And I actually, one of my friends from back home moved in with me. Um, he needed a place and he was living in the area and we kind of fed off of each other horribly. He was actually, he, he had gone through a transformation himself. He lost probably at least, I don't know, 60, 70 pounds. He was slim, you know, and all throughout high school, he was kind of a bigger guy. I, I knew him for a long time. And we kind of just, we were really bad influences on each other and we ate a lot and it, it was almost like a game, you know, it's like, oh, who can eat, you know, oh, what are we going to eat tonight? You know, oh, you know, and it's just, it, it spiraled and it snowballed into, that's when I, that's when I reached my heaviest weight. And that was probably the dark, I wouldn't say the darkest times of my life, but it was a low point when I'm already wearing 3X clothes and then those clothes aren't fitting. I'll never forget the first 4X shirt I ever bought, you know, and I was like, something has to change. This has gone too far and I need to do something about this. And that was, I realized, you know, I'm just wasting my time. And and at the time also, you know, I was, that was when all, all my college buddies were getting married it was kind of a running joke. I was, a, I wasn't the best man, but I was in a lot of weddings. Like if there's one thing that I'm lucky to have is a lot of great friends. I had some, I, I've got some amazing friends, you know, and because of that, you know, I was in a bunch of weddings and we all know how fun that is trying to find a tuxedo as a big guy, you know, it's, it's pure dread. I mean, wearing the, I look like <laughs> it was embarrassing. You know what I mean? So it's like, as honored as I was, so many times I want to be like, do you have to ask me to be in your wedding? Like, first off, it's expensive. All these weddings, I'm already broke, you know? Secondly, I'm going to look like, I'm going to look horrible. I'm going to ruin your your wedding photos. Like, are you sure you want this? I never asked any of them, you know, but it was rough, man. And, and it got to a point where seeing everybody getting married, it made me realize like, what am I doing? You know, I'm just over here spinning my wheels. Like I'm not, I'm not doing anything for myself. I'm not fixing my own problems. And it finally got to a point where it was like enough is enough. And I reached out to one of my buddies and that's kind of what started my weight loss journey. And, and you know, I, 
I dabbled with some weight loss here and there when I was living in Atlanta. I lost like 60 pounds, gained it all back. You know, I got really into The Biggest Loser. That was really when I feel like the show's heyday, you know, it, was, it hooked me in. You know, I could relate to all these people. Um, and that, that kind of got the ball rolling there. But when you lose weight and you gain it all back, it really, it kind of, it beats you up, you know? I know you can relate to what it's like to lose a ton of weight and, and gain it back. It really does a number on a lot of people. Um, so that's kind of how I got to my biggest weight, which, so then not to continue to ramble on, but the next part of my story is kind of the positive part. <laughs> so one of my friends down here in Florida he actually had just recently bought a house and I was, you know, I was living with my buddy where we were just eating ourselves to death and, you know, my lease was up. So I was like, he, he reached out to me cause he just bought a house and he was like, man, I bought a house, but I really, I, I could use some help paying this mortgage. You know, you want to come, you want to come stay and you want to, you know, rent a room. And I was like, yeah. And I, you know, I would love to, and I really would like your help, man. I'm trying to lose weight. So we kind of, we devised a plan where he, he charged me, I think it was like 600 a month, something like that for a room. And he gave me a deal, which I think really sparked my weight loss. He said any, every single pound I lost, he would take a dollar off my rent. And that was, that was enough for me. I was like, yeah, let's do it. That's perfect. Like I, I'm ready for this. I'm ready to go. And I'll never forget. I moved in January 3rd, uh, 2014. And I think I got finished like unpacking, not even unpacking, just putting all the boxes in my bedroom at like maybe 1030 at night on January 3rd. And the next morning at 4.30 a.m., he knocked on my door and it was time. It was game time. So that really, he helped build that structure that I had been missing my entire life. You know what I mean? He, every morning we woke up 4.30, we'd go, his, he actually, his parents lived across the street and they had a, they had a garage where they had all this workout equipment and he's big into beach body. You know, he's a beach body coach, which if anybody's looking to get started, you know, I, I think beach body is a great spot, spot to start, you know, work out from home, you know, cause a lot of times if you're uncomfortable going to the gym, it is what it is. That really kind of helped me out. And, uh, we just started working every single day. And this guy is the epitome. I mean, this guy, if you want to talk about routine, this this dude has it down to a science. He does not slip up. And that is complete opposite of me. Um, his name is Chad Radosevich. He uh is his handle is Chadrad24 if anybody's looking to get started on Beachbody, but he really helped build that foundation in my life and that that discipline that I was missing for so many years. And it was crazy. Like we just, I mean. I've got all this video, you know, he, he always encouraged me to like, man, you should really record all this stuff and like, you know, take as much video and pictures as you can. And back then I wanted no part of that. I, I didn't want to remember myself as that, you know what I mean? And I'm glad that it, we, you know, the small amount of video I did take, I'm glad I have, you know, I wish, 
I wish I would have taken more at this point, but, uh, yeah, he, he really helped me kind of start. I think the first month I lost almost 30 pounds, something like that. And when you see that big of a change on the scale, which by the way, my, so day one weigh in was 426 pounds. And that, that blew my mind. You know, I couldn't believe I got that big, but I could believe it at the same time. Like it, it was a shock and not a shock at the same time. It's kind of hard to explain, but yeah. Um, that's, that's pretty much where my major journey began about five, almost six years ago now, you know? And so where, where did it progress from there? So I remember it took me a while, you know, a lot of people, it's different for everybody. That's, that's one thing that I, that I learned. It's like, first off, you have to find out what works for you because it's, you know, there's no right answer for everyone. You know, it's, and I think it's important to try as many different things as you can to find out what works for you. So I lost, I think a hundred pounds. I would honest, I should have researched this before I went back or before we went on this show, but um, it took me a while to hit the hundred pound mark. Maybe I want to say a couple years, honestly. Um, but I just kept grinding, you know, he wouldn't let me give up. <laughs> he was so annoying. <laughs> Some days I just didn't want to wake up that early, but you know what? He, he, he pushed me to wake up. I, I'd, I'd hate him sometimes, but you know, I owe him a lot, you know, for, for instilling that, that routine and that dedication, you know, into my life. Cause now I can't even imagine going, you know, if I went a week without working out five days a week, you know, it's, that would feel weird to me at this point. I've just been doing it so long and I've come to enjoy it now. You know, it's part of my life that I have to go to the gym. I have to work out. I have to do something, um, which I think is powerful. You know, you gotta, you gotta figure out how to get to that point because nobody loves it at first. You're not going to until you figure out how to build a positive relationship with not only food, but working out, you know, at least for me, you know, I think as long as you can build a positive relationship with food, I think that's what really matters the most. But, you know, for me, it always felt like I had to do both. Like I couldn't, I just struggled when I wasn't doing both at the same time. Like if I was working out and eating trash, you know, I just, I wouldn't lose weight. If I was eating good, but not working out, I just, it would, it, it, it was easier for me to cheat. So it's kind of like both of them had to be hand in hand for me. You know, I kind of had to put them both together and, and yeah, it just, so let's talk about that. Me... Like, cause you, cause you talked about building this physical pattern, you know, getting up at four 30 mm -hmm. and getting the beach body workouts and working out with him. Like what changed, you know, what, how did you mm. start changing your relationship with food? Um, honestly, I just, for the first hundred pounds, I I'd say I really just kind of just stuck to a, your typical rice, chicken, vegetables, you know, he had a grill, so I really got into grilling. I would make steak. I would make pork chops. I would make chicken every day. I was grilling every single day and that with grilled vegetables, you know, I really enjoyed it. You know, luckily 
luckily I'm one of those guys who actually, as a kid, I loved broccoli for some reason, you know, it's like, there were a lot of things that I hated, but at least I love broccoli. So making broccoli was never a, a big deal for me. I always loved it. So as long as I can make, you know, chicken and broccoli, I was good. And then I just kept, as I kept going on, I, I kind of started stalling a little bit and I, it, you know, that always makes me feel like I have to switch something up. Um, and that's when somebody actually introduced me to keto and I was extremely skeptical at first, you know, I was like, you're going to sit there and tell me that I can eat all this high fat food and I'm going to lose weight. You know, it, it sounded like the craziest thing, but they were pretty, pretty adamant about it of, you know, me giving it a shot. So I gave it a try and it took me a couple weeks. And honestly, it took me a while to really get used to tracking my, that's when I, that's when I started tracking macros and things like that and understanding the science behind food. You know what I mean? And ever since then, I kind of, it's been fascinating to me. Now it's like, I look at food as a supplement. Like honestly, a couple of weeks ago, I started kind of reintroducing um, jasmine rice as a pre-workout almost. Um, I've pumped the brakes on it a little bit because I noticed that I wasn't, I wasn't eating it at the proper times. Like I, I've been trying, I was trying to eat it like 30 minutes before I go to the gym, but I'd catch myself eating it and then just hanging out for an hour or so before I go to the gym. So I'm, I kind of pumped the brakes on that a little bit, but, um, yeah, my relationship with food now I would say is really good. You know, I still have those times where I slip up. I'm not perfect. I'm not going to be perfect, but I'm okay with that now because I know, I know what to do to get back on track and I enjoy being on track. You know, it's my, my mentality towards the entire thing has completely changed. Um, and I just urge anybody who is feeling stuck to, Try to give it a go for one week. And then once you get one week under your belt, build, you know, do another week. And then, you know, you just got to stack these victories, stack these victories. And if you, if you slip up, the sooner you get back on track, the sooner you're going to feel better. You know, don't let yourself, you know, many times I'd slip up and I, I'd be off for a whole week or my entire weekend is ruined. I still, I still have weekends where, you know, I'll go overboard, you know, I mean, this past weekend, 4th of July weekend, I enjoyed myself this weekend a little bit. You know, I had some drinks and towards the end of the night, I was having a few treats, you know, but it's full blown back to business, you know. Um, I think I just understand the ramifications of the unhealthy habits I've had with with food, you know, it's it's that understanding is the game changer. I guess I could say for sure. And so what I'm really curious about, Aaron, because I think, you know, you, you've taken us into like the change of, of, you know, that physical repetition of getting into, you know, really loving working out and that being important and mm -hmm. kind of changing your perspective on food and that being powerful. And I think working out and food obviously are important components to a weight loss journey. Like if we're just talking about numbers, you know, numbers and even health mm -hmm. in general, but I, I think the thing that stands out really in your story is this kind of search for identity that, that kind of has been there yep. all the way through. And 
you know, one of the things that really stood out to me, like when I asked you to kind of write up what you think were the important pieces of your journey, you know, to this point where you're at right now, you know, towards the end of that, you know, those, you, you sent me a lot of bullets, you know, you, you said you were gonna, and you weren't lying. Um, you know, you know, it was, it's, you know, I got a, I got a nice in-depth look at your life, which is fantastic. And one of the things that, that that stood out there for me is towards the end, you said you had to learn to find value in yourself. You had to learn to value yourself as an individual. And I think that, you know, you look at the, the traumas that you went through, you know, growing up, the different, you know, and that's a, that's a word that I think sometimes we shy away from because, you know, we, it, it's almost like by owning the fact that we're talking about trauma, like for some reason people are going to judge us or something along those lines. but. Yeah, I, I, I think, think I think also, yeah, I, I okay. also don't, I, it's hard for me to use the word trauma because it, it feels like I'm putting blame on other people. And I don't like to do that because, you know, I feel like everything I've done is, you know, it's on me at the end of the day, whether that's true or not, you know, as a, as a child, I guess it's kind of hard to say that, but I'm very hard on myself too. That's, that's always kind of been this thing. I think that that comes from all those years of rejection and just feeling like, you know, feeling like I wasn't good enough. So we just, whenever I had those feelings, you know, it's just, it, it was easier for me to just blame myself, but that was just such a negative thing. And, you know, I'm still battling and against that, you know, I, I beat myself up a lot. Like whenever I'm, whenever I face rejection in, in any circumstance, you know, I'll, I'll take it out on myself in the gym. You know, I don't think that's really healthy, but that's also the gym became my place of refuge. You know what I mean? And it became a place where I could go to and work out the aggression, work out all of these things in my head, you know, I could get on the, the elliptical or the treadmill and just sort out all of these, these bad thoughts in my head or just any thoughts, just kind of organize everything in my brain. So it's like, that's probably why I enjoy going to the gym so much. It's kind of my own therapy session, you know, um, which I think a lot of people could agree with that, you know, who are losing weight. Um, the gym becomes a place where that I need, you know, so it's, it's been tough with this pandemic going on, you know, taking that away, but you just, it made me also realize you can't, re you can't just become so dependent on something. You have to always be able to adapt. And that's just all these lessons that I've learned through this entire journey. They're all so valuable. And I, I just, anybody who reaches out to me, I just always tell them like, I'll give you pointers. But at the same time, I think it's important for you to figure out a lot of things on your own, you know, because you have to find out what works for you. You have to find out, you have to learn things the hard way to know which direction you need to go. You know, I don't know if I, I sorry, I kind of go off on tangents a lot. Um, I hope no, I answered I, that question. I, no, it doesn't. It makes sense. I, I, I don't. I, I don't think we really got to kind of where the question was going because what I, what I, I think, and I think you started to dive into this, like, cause we all experience trauma and, and I, I think your reaction to me even saying it is kind of exemplary of, of 
what we're talking about. Like it's, it's how we choose to respond to circumstances and we respond certain ways because it's all we know. So when we're children and we experience, you know, a, a traumatic upheaval in our families, or we go through, you know, a, an illness of a family member or a, a big change in a situation or a rejection in a young relationship, we react with the skills that we have, you know, with what we've learned, what we've, how we've learned to take care of ourselves. So a lot of it is about, you know, keeping ourselves alive, even if we're doing things that aren't healthy. You know, using food in, in a using food in a way that in the long run is going to damage our bodies, but that's how we cope and that's how we get through things. And what what you then kind of have transitioned into talking about is is finding different ways because trauma never goes away, challenge never goes away, adversity doesn't leave our lives. No one has a perfect life, and that's what I, I think is important. Like to, for people listening to realize is like. They may not have been through the same exact circumstances as you, but we all have circumstances. We all have things that we go through, and we have to find ways to handle them in, in a manner that is going to promote something healthy for ourselves. So even say, you know, talking about saying, you know, using the gym as a way to work out those frustrations is something you say might not always be the healthiest. It's a heck of a lot better than beating your body up with alcohol or with food or, or with whatever other choices people can make. Like, I, I think. There's things that we go through where we learn new ways to take care of ourselves and we, we change and shift our priorities. And then that affects how we respond to those different things that we go through. And what I'm curious about, like the kind of the question at the core of it is like, what do you think are the forces now that drive you when it comes to handling adversity? Oh, you know, I I don't really know um, the forces that are you. So, like, how do I handle? Are well, you saying how do I handle these well, adversities, or what I'm are you is, saying like I'm, I'm, I? Let, let me try to rephrase it a little bit. So, you, you brought up you know the pandemic that we're all going through. You know, we're, we may and you know we're we're going through tail end and then resurgence and you know you're in florida things are, are getting hot down there again right now like you know so you lost you know immediate access to the gym you know it's been given back to you but you know it may be taken away again at any time what do you think is the the driving force inside of you that prevented you from you when you lost that outlet you know that you had built up what prevented you from just going completely off the rails in in the face of losing it? Like, what what do you think is at the yeah. core keeping you on track? I just know that. I just know that I've got more. There's more to my life than what I currently have. You know, or I guess when I look at my past and I I look back at all the chances that I could have taken to progress my life forward. I didn't take them and that's built a lot of regret in me. And I think regret honestly is that driving force. I do not want to live with regret anymore. That's, that's probably the biggest thing. You know, I, I regret like back in high school, I never went to, to prom, you know, I, I, I regret that. That's like an experience that I'll never be able to get back. There's just things in life, you know, that 
I do not want to miss out on anymore. And I'll be damned if, if anything stops me from achieving my goals, whether, you know, no matter how hard these goals are, you know, losing a losing 200 pounds, which I have not done yet, but I'm on my way. That is the hardest thing I have ever done in my life. Like trying to chase that 200 pound mark or just, it's almost, it's crazy how it starts. You know, when, when you start losing weight, you know, you just have this number in mind, but your goals really evolve. And as I'm on this journey, this isn't really just a weight loss journey for me anymore. It's a life journey, you know? Um, and it's honestly the fear of missing out FOMO, I guess you could say. I am terrified of living the same stagnant life and not giving it everything I got. You know, they say when you're old, you're, you're going to regret the chances you didn't take, you know, or, you know, whatever that cliche saying is, it's true. I, I just, I can't, I'll never forgive myself, I guess, if I don't start doing something and, and going after it. And I, I just don't want to have that feeling of regret because that's, I've had it for so long. I, I, there's so many things that I regret missing out on and, I, and it's, you know, and I think there's something, you know, on the outside of what you're talking about, like, and it may not even be something that you're aware of. Like, I, I think personally, from my experience, <coughs> excuse me, my allergies today, there's a big difference between being trapped by regret and having your goal to be that you want to, you want to take charge of the opportunities in your life. And I don't think it sounds like what you're talking about is even really about wallowing in regret, which is what people do sometimes, you know, they beat them, they beat themselves up for the things that they didn't do. They, they beat themselves up for the things that we can't change. All of those things yeah. happen. They're all things that you went through. Getting, They're all yeah. things that happen. Getting, it, yeah, it, getting stuck right. in that, I feel like, is my biggest fear. Right. I think you hit it, the nail on the head. But what you're doing now is you're looking at life as opportunity, not as regret. For sure. Like looking at life as, 100%. Let, as what you want to accept the things that are put in front of you and you want to face the challenges that you're setting up for yourself and not run away from them and not choose to avoid them. And I, I think. And and maybe this isn't even a place that you're you're at yet for yourself, but I think there's something really powerful in choosing to face it instead of wanting to just say, "I missed it before, I'll miss it again." And and I think that I think that's a really you know that's something for me that stands out. And what you've been saying is like you have all these things that you you went through and you know how you handled them before, and you're choosing a different path now. You're choosing things to go in a different direction. And just the fact that you can see the power to make that choice, I think is really, really, you know, for lack of a better word, powerful. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I, for instance, you know, actually, so that, that uh, graphic design job that I had here in Florida, um, that ended horribly also. Um, I actually, so they ended up firing the entire graphics team um, I built my my way up that, at that company pretty pretty high. I ended up being one of the lead app designers there, so I was kind of in charge of how the app was going to look, and you know I was kind of like the art director almost, you could say. Um, 
but that ended up blowing up and they, they fired the entire team. And I actually, that, I took a big step back there because I actually rejoined my family business. You know, I ended up moving back to Atlanta and I, it's like, man, you know, after all this progress I've been making, you know, I feel like I'm, it, it was a desperation mode. And I think that really kind of sparked something inside me also where I made a decision that no matter what, if I have an opportunity, I'm going to chase it. You know, I'm not going to continue to let things pass me by. Um, so things, you know, things were going well with the company and everything, but I just, it got to a point where I didn't feel like I was, you know, as much of the team as I used to be. And it's kind of hard when it's your family, you know, and they're all kind of advancing, but I'm kind of the black sheep, you know, I kind of, I left, I was the one that left, but I came back, you know, but I still just had that feeling of not being appreciated. But one of my good friends kind of offered up this, he had a job opportunity for me and it was something that I felt like would change my life. And I just sat there, I literally had probably about a week to make a decision. And this was, this was about, this was at the end of last year. This was in November or maybe about October, this, this opportunity presented itself. And it, I mean, it was eating me alive and that's actually, so right. I did 75 hard or you, you know what 75 hard is? Yeah. So I feel like I killed it with 75 hard. I got to my lowest weight. I got all the way down to 236, I think. So I was really knocking on the door of my 100 pound loss. That was 190 loss or I mean 200 loss. So I made it all the way down to 200 190 pounds down. And then I kind of had that reward mentality, you know, I took a little break. And then this, uh, this opportunity came up and I, I ended up moving and it just threw a wrench in everything. And I gained some weight back because I was just careless and I just didn't have, I didn't have the structure because I was moving and I was trying to get all my ducks in a row and trying to, you know, ever since I moved here back here to Florida, I've kind of, I've yo-yoed a lot because I've been trying to get used to this new, this new career. You know, I'm in sales now and it's like, what am I doing in sales? But this job is just, it's going to open up so many opportunities for me. And I, I, I remember sitting there thinking about it and I was like, I could either say no and just continue on and have that moment of regret again, you know, or I can take the leap of faith and go for it and just know that I feel like all these, these lessons that I've learned from losing weight just it applies to everything else in life, you know? So losing weight is hard, but if you face it and if you embrace the struggle, you will grow as a person and you will get results. So when I was faced with this decision, I was like, you know, it's going to be hard. I, I'm going to have to tell my cousins that I'm leaving, you know, they're, I, are they going to hate me? I hope not but I can't live with that regret anymore. I just, I had to go for it. So I think this entire weight loss thing, it doesn't just apply to your health. I mean, really it, 
it affects all sorts of different, different things in your life. I mean, it's, it's crazy to me and it's hard for me to explain sometimes, but you know, I've got some family members that I'm trying to explain it to, you know, I'm like, listen, like when you start taking care of yourself, other things in your life really seem to start coming together. It's crazy how it works, but when you build confidence in yourself, good things seem to happen. And I got to the point where anything that seemed really difficult, it was like I was attracted to that, you know, because I know that when I'm doing something that's hard and something that's not normal for me, it makes me grow as a person. And I'm really trying to embrace that every day. I'm doing things out of my comfort zone all the time, you know? Um, there's still a lot of things that I'm not comfortable doing. Like I have a significant amount of loose skin and I'm still not comfortable taking my shirt off. I wish I was, I'm not there yet, but I know that it's something that I'm going to have to face if I want to grow as a person. So I think that's one of my next big challenges is really kind of getting comfortable in my own skin, you know, because I, frankly, I've never been comfortable in my own skin, to be honest. and. I think that's going to be like, that's almost like the boss level. You know what I mean? Um, that's going to be one of the hardest things I'm ever going to have to do is like, Hey guys, check, check me out with no shirt on, you know, it's terrifying. But at the same time, I'm ready for the challenge here. You know, I, I actually joined a online competition, which I haven't really talked about a whole lot. Um, but my, I had to record a before video. So I've got that, you know, it's my shirt off. I just, I haven't shown it to a single person, you know what I mean? But if I want to submit this thing, I'm going to have to submit it and everybody's going to see it. And I'm, I'm just trying to get to the point where I just don't care. And being, being surrounded with a group of guys like you and, and Poro, I know I hate to throw his name out there. His ego is getting stroked so hard right now. Just kidding, Poro, I love you. But all these guys, man, like you guys are making me realize that it's okay. Like we're, it's awesome to connect with people who have gone through the same, you know, a lot of the same things as you. It's powerful. Um, Cause I feel like in everyday life, you just don't, you don't come across that. You know, I'm the fat guy in, in the group. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm in a group of fat guys. So having this, having Instagram as a resource um, and the, the entire community to support you through this, you know, I've never even met you guys. You know what I mean? It's crazy. But I feel like we're all so connected through being overweight and, and facing the challenges that we've faced. I mean, it's something, it, it's really something to be said there. I mean, it, it this community really changes lives and I'm so appreciative of meeting everybody and finding, you know, I didn't really start my weight loss account until I probably already lost, I don't know, 120, 130 pounds. I wish I started it from the get go, but you know, it is what it is. I still was, you know, I'd still use Instagram and, and find people to follow but I wasn't really posting because I, you know, I, I'm still not comfortable in my own skin. So making those first few posts, you know, it was difficult, but 
it became easier and it, it, and it continues to become, you know, easier every post. It's like, I don't really care anymore. And it's, you know, that's just my next hurdle is posting, posting with my shirt off. But yeah, it's terrifying. So let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about that as, as we kind of move into yeah. this, like where you're at now and where you are going forward. Like, what do you think, you know, having identified that as a challenge, like what, what do you think it's really going to take for you to face that challenge? I haven't figured that out yet, man, to be honest. It's, that really is, it's like the boss level for me. I don't know why it's, I've, I've just always had that. I've always been, I've always cared too much about what people think. And I think that's really something I'm, I'm starting to face a lot. Like why care? Why should I care so much? I shouldn't. It's done nothing for me, but hold me back. So the fact that I feel like I, I've recognized that is the first step of me facing that. You know what I mean? Because I guarantee once I do post, once I actually do have that confidence to show myself, you know, I think that's when the floodgates are going to open for me. But getting over that hump is it's it's a real challenge. I don't know. It's it's going to happen. I can assure you I'm not going to let myself not do it because I'm not going to live with that regret. You know what I mean? Understand it. And, so and I, I kind of don't want to let you off the hook, man, because I think you, yeah. I think you do know, like I, you know, as much as it, it's, I think it's easier to say you're not really sure, but I, mm -hmm. I think if you look at what you've done already, I think part of the answer is there. And what, what I think it comes down to is like, how did, how did you get started working out? You started working out, you know, how do you change? How did you change what you're eating? you started changing what you were eating. It's, it's, yeah. it's back to that place of, of doing it and finding ways to do Absolutely. it and, and having, and it's, and it, I think for a lot of people it comes back to, especially with something that's as personal as that, you know, like wonder, you know, that feeling of like exposure and, you know, yeah. li you know, literal nakedness on some levels. Like I'm not asking you to go as far as some of our friends as <laughs> with some of the nakedness <laughs> we sometimes see, but <laughs> You know, you talking, you talk about the, you know, the competition, you know, that, that opportunity. Yeah. And you've also talked about not wanting to regret, you know, passing up opportunities. Mm -hmm. And so how do you, how do you take that opportunity? You take it. Yeah. And it's scary. And I think, I it's think it's terrifying, think it, but yeah, you take it. For sure. And, and I'm just happy that I can see that now, you know what I mean? Instead of just continuing to hide and just not doing something about it. You know, I understand what it's going to take to get past it because it's the same with everything else. Like you just said, uh, how did I start working out? I started working out. How did you start changing your diet? You changed your diet. You know, how am I going to get over taking my shirt off in public? Well, you're going to have to take your shirt off in public, you know? And let it's me, like, let me ask you, like, uh, let me ask. What's the worst mm -hmm. thing that would happen if you did? Um, you know, it just it brings up those old those old feelings of, you know, just I guess not I don't just not having that I don't know. You know, I mean it's it's all in my it's all in my brain. I I I see that. It's ridiculous. 
Like, I can't even explain how to say it right now. That's how ridiculous it is. You know, it's like, it, but it brings up those old feelings as a child or as a kid, you know, when, when you did have to take your shirt off and you got made fun of and you, you're the kid with the bigger boobs and the girls in middle school. Like, I mean, it is what it is. And then just stacking up, you know, the rejection that I faced, you know, it's like, it's, it's almost an avoidance of not, you know, having to feel that pain. You know what I mean? It's, that's really what it is. But every day I'm kind of getting mentally stronger and that's my thing right now. You know, I'm kind of trying to care less about what other people think. Everybody, it's like, and it's almost selfish of me to think that everybody's going to think something bad about me. You know what I mean? How selfish is that? Other people have their own problems. They could care less about me taking my shirt off. You know what I mean? It's so, so it's self-absorbed, you know, I'm, it's crazy, but it's real at the same time, you know? It's very real. And it's not, I don't mean to say any of this, like to make, make it seem like I'm making light no. of it or, or make it seem like it's easy. But mm -hmm. I, I think what it, it takes sometimes with situations like that is we have to sit down and say, what am I really afraid of here? And I'm not asking you to an even right. answer that right now, but like, what am I really afraid of here? What is the worst case scenario that's going to happen? Someone online who yeah. I don't know is going to think <laughs> something about yeah. me. Someone, because let's be yeah. realistic. You, one of the things you've talked about, you know, over this past hour is like the strong friendship, the strong friendships that you have that you've developed that are still in your life. Do you, mm -hmm. do you think any of your friends are going to see that picture and think anything less of you? Really? No, I think all of my friends would be extremely proud of me, you know, and that's, that's, but that's, I think that's the whole body dysmorphia and, you know, just all of those negative thoughts that you just, your brain, your mind is just so powerful. It can work for you and against you. And I mean, not to tap into David Goggins book, but that book really changed my life a lot. You know, um, it just, the mind is really a powerful thing. And if you let it control you, it will control you. And I think recognizing those things is really the first step of, of true growth. And I believe that I have, you know, I'm past the recognition part. Now it's time to take that next step, you know, and, and really start putting myself out there more. And like, you know, I also, I also have this, you know, it's almost like I never think I'm good enough. So I'm always trying to perfect everything. You know what I mean? Nothing's going to be perfect. And I, I realize that. So it's like, now that I realize all of these things, it's time to really start facing that music. And I think that's, what's really going to take me to the next level of my journey, you know? And it's not, like I said, it's not just weight loss for me. It's, it's confidence. It's everything. I mean, it, as far as work goes, you know, valuing myself, knowing what I'm worth, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big deal. So I'm just excited where I am. I'm excited that I never gave up. You know, I, I'm 36 years old and yeah, maybe it took me this long to get here and I'm not done yet and I'll never be done. You know what I mean? This is a thing that's, this is a lifelong thing, but I'm locked in. Like I just, 
like I said, I, I can't, I can't imagine going backwards at this point. And I'm happy about that. I'm really, I'm very happy that I've gotten to the point where I really feel like I'm locked in, you know? And I also, I know when I can, I can recognize those times of weakness and I know how to address them now. And that's probably been the biggest area of growth in my life, you know? And I'm really appreciative that of all the people who have helped me along the way. Um, and I'm proud of myself, you know, for, for really sticking with it and giving it everything I've got. And not always, but you know, when I needed to, I, I have, and I'm about to really get after it again. You know, I've got this goal in mind. I think it's October 10th that I have to submit my final video. And, uh, I'm excited about that. Like, I can't wait to go back to the gym tomorrow or whatever I'm going to do. Who knows? It might be closed tomorrow. I don't know. But I'm not going to let it stop me. I will go work outside. You know, I, I'll, I'll do whatever it takes. And I think being able to say that and know that I'm not lying is a huge thing. I, and I, I wish that for everyone. And I think, and I, I hope something that you can do when the, when this mm -hmm. episode drops in a couple days is go back and listen to yourself. Yeah. And listen right. listen to what you've said, you know, over this past hour because I, you you brought it to where I I wanted you to go, you know, the, in these last few minutes like you have a lot that you you've survived a lot and you have a lot to be proud of. And I I think there's a strength there that it's hard sometimes to acknowledge that we have. But mm -hmm. I think anyone that listens to your story is going to see that. And my hope is that you can go back and listen to it for yourself and, and say, wow, you know, I did go through all of that yeah. and I'm still here and I'm still fighting. And I, I think there's something really, really strong there, man. And, and I just I have no doubts that whatever whatever goals you do set out for yourself and challenges like you're going to you're going to make them happen because you're showing that you can and you're showing that you're you're not going to give up on yourself like you you just yeah. use the phrase you know whatever it takes to make it happen you're going to do whatever it takes like i i think i i believe it when i hear you say it and and i hope at the end of the day that you you really you really do believe yeah. it yourself i think that's the difference i feel like i really do believe it now you know what i mean i think it's hard to get to that point but I am happy that, you know, I, when I say that, I know I mean it because I do. <laughs> it's like, I have this, I have the, the inner self-confidence now. I just need to be able to figure out how to continue to use that confidence out in the world and just can, you know, continue to build myself up and, and just see where it takes me. I'm, ex I'm, I've never been as excited as I am about my life. Like I am thrilled where I am headed. I know that there are good things in store and I'm just excited to keep moving forward. I mean, it's, that's what it is, man. If, if you're not moving forward, you know, you should really try to figure out how you can move forward, whether, it, you know, in any aspect of your life, I just think we can always be a little bit better. You can always learn something new. You know, there's, life is endless. We only have one life like that. That resonates with me so much. And like, I feel like 
my weight has really, it's not really my weight. It's more so my mindset because of my weight has held me back for so long. And I'm just, I'm to the point now where I'm just, I'm, I'm ready to explore the the world and like do what I, you know, I, I want to go do all the things that I feel felt like I couldn't do for so long, you know, and I'm excited. So, well, I, I really think that you yeah. should be, man. I, I, I think there's no doubt that you're going to make all of these things and, and more happen. And I, I appreciate you being willing, you know, to dive this deep into it with us here. And if anyone listening, you know, does want to see, you know, what's coming next for you and, and follow along as you keep moving forward, what's the best way for them to find you, man? Uh, so, yeah, my Instagram name is crushingketo84. Um, and that's pretty much the only <laughs> that's the only thing I've got going on as far as social goes. Um, but, yeah, that's that's where you can find me. I'm, I'm going to start posting a lot more because I feel like when I was posting a lot, that's when I was, you know, holding myself most accountable. So, you know, I'm going to start ramping up my posts a lot and posting my meals, posting my workouts, things like that. So if I can help anybody out there, that's that would be amazing. If anybody has any questions from me, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'm here for you. I know what it's like. There's so many good resources on Instagram, so many good people and like, like Gourmet, you know, you guys are all awesome. And I appreciate you having me on your show for sure. Of course, man, of course. And we've reached that point where it's time for you to go through the Fat Guy 5. Are you ready for it? All right. I think so. Okay, here we go, man. So tell us, living or dead, who is your favorite Fat Guy? Ah, this one's kind of hard. Um, my most inspirational fat guys, I think, is what I'm going to go with. Um, I mentioned him before, but David Goggins. Um, he is very. He has a wild. You know, his his mentality is very. He went about it in a in a crazy way, you know. But when he realized that his life wasn't where it, where he wanted to be, he went to the extreme and. It kind of just showed me that you can do anything. You know what I mean? You have to face adversity. Facing adversity will solve a lot of things in your life. You know, just facing facing those hard those hard times. You know, um, embracing embrace the suck. You know. So I would say David Goggins. I I, I got to throw a mention to Drew Manning. Fit to fat to fit. You know, I thought it was awesome how he decided to gain a bunch of weight to understand the perspective of us of fat guys you know i thought that was really cool too so just throw those two guys in there i guess well there we go man so aaron tell us what is one lesson that being a fat guy has taught you i think it has taught me to have sympathy for people you know you never know what other people are going through you know i think it made me realize that everyone faces challenges in life. And sometimes those challenges are a little too overwhelming for some people. And you just, I think it's an appreciation. You know, when I see somebody who's overweight, it's like, I want to help them. But I also 
feel like it's important for them to figure out how to help themselves, but I'm, I'm here to help them unlock those kind of things. You know, I think having that perspective of understanding that everybody's going through something, that's, that's what I can appreciate from being overweight my entire life. I like it, man. Question number three, what is one piece of advice you would want to go back in time and give to your past self? Start sooner. I know everybody says that, but man, if I could have just reached this point a little sooner, I would, you know, that would have been great. But like I said, you can't, can't dwell on the past. It's all about the future. So that's, yeah. I like it, man. Question number four, Aaron, tell us what is one thing about yourself that you love? Uh, I love my ability to try new things and always, always, I'm always hungry to learn new things. Like I've, I've learned a lot of things over the past and I'm, I'm hungrier than ever to continue to learn. Um, that's one thing I really value about myself. You know, I'm not, I'm not too good to try anything, but I'm kind of just realizing that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what else is out there and what, what new experiences I am going to be faced with. And I want to do everything. I want to go skydiving. I want to do all the crazy stuff. You know what I mean? Um, I'm, I'm excited to try new things. I like it, man. And I do have to say, did Poro pay you to say the phrase always hungry on this episode? Did I say that? You did. Are you sure? Yeah, you just said I'm always. You just said I'm always hungry, and oh no, he's in, well. He's now. I guess he planted that one in my brain because I didn't even realize I said it. So you know, he's now for he's you, now Poro. dancing shirtless in his car, probably. You know, in the van listening <laughs> yeah. to this episode. Oh goodness, <laughs> probably. Okay, well, we're gonna move on to question number five <laughs> then. Aaron, tell us what is one goal you have for the next year that is not health, fitness, or weight loss related? Oh man, I think in the next year is I just I think my next big challenge is facing the mental side of everything and being okay with who I being happy with who I am, you know, I mean, that's, that's the other half of this entire battle, I feel like. And that's just kind of where I'm at. I, I've, I've spent so much time not being happy with who I am. And now it's time to, to get to that point of, is that health and fitness related, though? I, I feel like that's kind of health and fitness related. I, but I, I like it, man. I like it. I will, I will yeah, allow just, it. I'll allow it. Yeah. So I'm excited to to meet myself. I guess you could say I'm continuously, you know, every day I'm I'm figuring out a little bit more about myself and who I really am. So I'm excited to dive deeper into that. Well, I'm I'm excited for you to keep that going as well, man. Like I'm really just looking forward to seeing what comes for you for the next year and I'm very appreciative of of the deep dive that you took into your journey with us today and I just can't wait for everyone to hear this. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for letting me tell my story. It's I'm not used to people being so interested or I don't know if anybody is anyways, but I'm excited to to listen to it over again and and kind of use it as a tool to for my next step. So, 
I appreciate you, Gormy, for sure. Well, thank you, man. And this has been another great episode of the Fat Guy Forum. And y'all know how to contact Aaron now. But if you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Gormy underscore goes underscore keto. On Twitter at Gormy goes keto. Or you can email the show at the Fat Guy Forum. Don't forget the the at the Fat Guy Forum at gmail.com. And also, don't forget, you heard it at the beginning of the episode before Aaron and I even started talking. If you are interested in one-on-one coaching, you can connect with me now at theketoroad.com slash coach dash Mike. And my friends, please, after today's inspiring story, I know you're going to go out there, do something to amaze yourself today because you really are the most amazing people I know. Then come on back and catch us on the Fat Guy Forum. Thank you.